my podcast, Hear Me Out, Pesticide Safety and Environmental Education. Today, I'm going to cover a controversial topic of GMOs, or genetically modified organisms. To start, I will cover some background information of what GMOs are, the main GMO crops, and then get into the misconceptions and misinformation surrounding them. So I am not a biologist, nor am I fluent in genetics. So to simplify what GMOs are, they are organisms, which can be plants, crops, animals, microorganisms, even dogs, so on and so forth, that have its genetic makeup, its genes, altered or tweaked in some way. A genetically modified organism has DNA that has been altered using genetic engineering. This can be DNA from a different organism. GMOs are a type of breeding. In contrast to conventional breeding, which involves the mixing of all the genes from two parent sources, a GMO is more targeted. Scientists insert a gene or two into individual cells in a lab. For many years, we've been using breeding methods to modify organisms. Corn, cattle, like I said dogs, have been selectively bred over many years and generations to have certain desirable traits. These desirable traits, whether it be drought resistance, increased size, increased yields, whatever it may be, are the reason for modification. Many people only think of genetically modified food, but there are many other organisms that are modified. Bacteria has been modified to produce medicines that can cure diseases or vaccines that prevent diseases. Insulin is a good example of this. Currently, there are only 11 commercially available genetically modified crops in the U.S., those being soybeans, sweet and field corn, canola, cotton, alfalfa, sugar beets, summer squash, papaya, apples, and potatoes. So this is not all of the food you're consuming. However, about 75% of processed food on the market contain genetically modified ingredients. And the keyword here is ingredients, meaning the entire food isn't modified, but certain ingredients are. And about 92% of corn is genetically modified. GMOs get a bad rep when in reality they are needed to feed our ever-growing population. As the world population grows, it is becoming more difficult to provide food for everyone with a limited amount of water, soil, space, and other resources needed to do so, especially with climate change. The Food and Agriculture Organization, a part of the United Nations, states that the food production needs to double in some parts of the world by 2050 in order to feed everyone. And without the use of GMOs, this may not be possible. GMOs not only produce higher yields of crops, meaning more bang for your buck in terms of food production, they also have a longer shelf life, some are resistant to diseases, drought, and pests, and some say they even taste better, but I'll leave that up for you to decide. GMO crops can actually be better for the environment because of their resistance to some pests, drought, and diseases, meaning farmers can use less pesticides and fertilizers on them and use less water to grow them. So why is it that GMOs get a bad reputation? Misinformation and disinformation definitely play into this issue. I personally think that the growing organic movement plays a part in the distrust of GMOs because of the advertisements that GMOs are a big bad enemy to organic farming. People view genetic modification as contamination and perceive it to be dirty and unnatural when compared to organic products. Disgust toward genetically modified organisms plays a part into this thinking. Yes, genetic modification changes an organism in a way that would not occur naturally, but this does not mean they are unsafe. Scientists heavily study and research GMOs, and there are strict regulations. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture all ensure that GMOs are safe for human, plant, and animal health. 
However, people still may feel disgusted by the idea of genetically modified organisms containing other organisms' DNA, despite their proven safety. Speaking of organics, it is hard to compare GMOs to organic because organic farming is a cultivation method, while GMOs are a breeding method, meaning organic farming is how you grow your crops, while GMOs is how you breed or create your crops. They're completely different ideas. It's like comparing apples and oranges. Organic growers are able to use certain amounts and types of pesticides, so some could claim that GMOs are safer than organics in the amount of pesticides used because GMOs may need less pesticides. Another source of concern by people who oppose genetically modified food is that they may cause allergic or toxic reactions, can cause unexpected or harmful genetic changes, may create food that is less nutritious, and the biggest one, that they are bad for human health. None of these claims and concerns have been proven to happen, and none of the genetically modified foods have caused any of these problems. The FDA assesses all genetically modified foods to make sure they are safe before allowing them to be sold. The EPA and USDA regulate engineered plants and animals to assess the safety of genetically modified foods to humans, animals, plants, and the environment. The World Health Organization and several other major science organizations have reviewed research on genetically modified foods and found no evidence that they are in any way harmful. There are no reports of illness, injury, or environmental harms due to GMOs. Further, the genes that are added or tweaked are well studied to make sure that they do not have any characteristics that are likely to cause allergic reactions. There was a study done by Belgian biotechnologists and philosophers from Ghent University about why the negative representations of GMOs are widespread and compelling. This is because they are intuitively appealing, meaning the negative connotations about GMOs are easy to think of because these ideas are working with our emotions and intuitions. These negative ideas capture attention and are easily remembered, thus easily spread to others, even when they are untrue. The study found that many people oppose GMOs just because it would make logical sense that they would pose a threat. For example, you think of something being modified or grown in a lab and you think, oh, that must be dangerous to eat, when in reality that is not true. When you're scrolling through social media and see an image of a strawberry being injected with chemicals in a lab and the words GMOs, your brain automatically thinks, no, this is bad and disgusting and should not be eaten, etc based on ideas that are already drilled into your brain of food safety. In reality, this is not at all how GMOs are produced. In an opinion survey, more than half of the respondents said that a tomato modified with fish DNA would probably taste like fish, which of course is not true. Remember, it is the individual cells of DNA being added or tweaked. To recap, there's a big myth that GMOs are a ploy by agri-chemical corporations to sell more pesticides and herbicides. People think that GMOs use more pesticides, thus increasing the need to buy and sell more pesticides. However, the opposite is true. Like I have mentioned, because some GMO crops are bred with a natural form of pesticide, whether it be drought resistance, pest resistance, so on and so forth, it minimizes or even eliminates the need to apply any pesticides. Another big myth that I touched on is that GMOs are harmful to the environment. However, farmers who grow genetically modified commodity crops, like soybean and corn, do less tilling, which reduces topsoil loss and erosion, 
which helps to cut back on the amount of runoff of fertilizers going into the groundwater, which ultimately increases water quality. And like I just mentioned, they've reduced the initial need for pesticides and fertilizer. I also touched on dogs being GMOs. This is because we've been selectively breeding plants and animals for hundreds of years, meaning all of our pets are technically genetically modified. If you think of a Labradoodle, it could, could technically be considered a GMO as it is a cross between a Labrador and a Poodle, but no one wants to admit that because the media says GMOs equal no. So overall, the science confirms that GMOs are not only safe on human, animal, and environmental health, they also offer some environmental benefits and the ability to help feed a growing population. I'm not saying that conventional breeding is bad, nor am I against organic farming in any way. I'm just trying to provide a point of view that sheds light on the facts that GMOs are not dangerous. I believe that in order to sustainably feed our growing population amidst climate change, we need a combination of multiple strategies, including utilizing GMOs, organic farming practices, and conventional breeding methods. I'm not trying to persuade you into believing that GMOs are the only way to go, but I hope I was able to educate you on some basics of GMOs because I do not think they are going anywhere anytime soon. Remember, pesticides and GMOs are just another tool in our toolbox. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please drop them in the comments. Remember to like and subscribe, and I'll see you all next time.